This week's episode of the Bench Time Podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Thanks a lot, guys. If you guys want to become a patron and get access to some exclusive content and our Overtime at the Bench Facebook page, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HOScaleCustoms. Or you can get on over to HOScaleCustoms.com forward slash support to figure out how uh, you can support our show. If you don't want to become a patron, there's other options there as well. So we also wanted to announce last week's contest winner, Joe Collins, for submitting his favorite tool of the week. Um, Joe, you will be getting a kit, a small kit from railroadkits.com, and uh, we'll be putting that in the mail on Monday. So congratulations, Joe. And we're going to do a new contest this week. Everyone should love this one. We're going to ask everyone to submit a picture of their favorite locomotive on their layout or their uh, of their collection. So submit your favorite locomotive that you own to the comment section of the pinned post on our Facebook page. So when you go to our page, there'll be a pinned post for this week's episode, episode 71 at the very top. You can add a photo comment of your favorite locomotive that you have. doesn't even have to be on your layout, just your favorite locomotive. Um, you can add a little story to it or whatever you want to do with that. Um, I will also be posting pictures of the locomotives that we have uh, just for fun. We'll be adding to that as well. So enjoy it this week, you guys. Participate in the contest. Get your hands on a kit like Joe did and a couple of our listeners in the past have. And uh, have an awesome weekend. Let's jump into the show. What's up, everyone? And welcome to episode 71 of Pure Chaos. Pure Chaos. No. Welcome to episode 71 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO scale <clears throat> customs my bench my bench top looks like chaos right now man yeah it's episode 71 of the chaos show yep so yep. the chaos show actually this week you guys we're going to be doing uh tool week this this is tool week and we've talked in the past we've talked about tools in general but um we all know a lot of tools out there yeah yeah so this week we're gonna just talk about um, we're gonna talk about just a rundown of all the tools we like. Uh, some of them are new. Yeah. Some of them have been talked about before, and we'll skip over those a little quicker. But uh, in general, we're just gonna talk about all the tools that we like to use for our models, our modeling. Right. Yep. 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 We're gonna talk about that. We we've, we've done this before. Okay. So. But it was probably 50, 40, maybe 40, 50 episodes back. And, um, um, and in, know, in, in, and things change. Yeah, but in the interim, we've also talked about, we've sprinkled in some tools we've used, but we've not had a tool episode. No, no. So this will be, had a tool episode. This will be some ones we have, maybe you have, maybe I have, yeah. vice yeah. versa. Um, vice versa? Vice versa. I'm not even drinking vice tonight. What are you drinking? I am drinking Hop Devil. Oh. I had one the other night too when we were watching. Uh, you guys, I'm, I'm really I, I, actually a case of beer at my house. Probably last, I don't know, a, a good two months. Uh, I, I don't drink a lot. It's just when I'm at the workbench with or doing the podcast or or have a um, you know when I do a live feed or something like that, just for you know, just to kick back one you know long day, have a beer. Yeah, it might be like four or five nights before I have another one, but hey. yeah. No, I like a good one. I like Hop Devil. Yeah, and uh, but yeah. Well, tonight I'm drinking a Coca Cola. 
I'm drinking a soda. Cool. Um, no, I didn't. I wasn't trying to justify that. It's just everybody. No, see, no. Every, a lot of our listeners are like, "Oh, Todd's drinking beer again." <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you know. So what? Yeah. Shut the hell up. Well. All right. All right. Well, I'm drinking a soda. I know you haven't had a soda in a while, so um, I'll have I one. Haven't, I haven't had a soda since last Friday, and well, that's not true. I had one on Easter Sunday at your grandfather's house. Yeah, that's not soda yeah, though. Pat, I don't know what the hell that was. Is um, Sam's uh, Cola, which Sam's, is Sam's Cola and uh, his funky ice cubes from his well. Oh my god! Oh my god! They taste They're awful. I don't even know how to explain that taste to anyone. And they don't. It's like they don't taste it. It's like they don't. They don't see that because I've mentioned it before, and I'm like, something tastes funny about your ice cubes. If my ice ever tastes like that, can you please tell me? Because I will. I, I told them. And they're like, oh, no, it's fine. I don't see the taste. It doesn't taste different to me. But it does. <laughs> it tastes different, man. It's just like, it's, it's, it's awful. It tastes like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I've never <laughs> tasted that, but. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Let's grab that whole part. You no, that. no, I'm going to put another barnyard animal <laughs> no, in no, it. Please, please, no, no. You well, people that won't out. know what it, yeah, but people won't know quite what you said because it's going to be a barnyard animal. I mean, you could have said, or, or. Or, okay. So, there's a, everyone. No one even knew what I just said right now because All I right. just put a whole bunch of barnyard animal noises in. Okay. I could have said okay. cotton candy and bleep my own word. Oh. We're in the new age now of um, we're bleeping everything that we would normally cut, which is just like, you know, big, big, yeah. big swear words. And uh, yeah. we're not yeah. gonna bleep them out anymore. We're gonna just. I mean, we are gonna bleep them still, but we're not gonna cut them. We're just gonna use barnyard noises. Yeah, some some of them we're, we're gonna let in. That's just the way it is. So, oh yeah, we're still yeah, gonna yeah. say like shit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, all right, let's move but, on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on because we're uh, it's degenerating right now. So, but anyways, Cola. Yeah, I haven't had a soda since then, so I don't really count that as soda because it was in one of those crystal glasses. It is well, and half it, the time it's flat when you get it. Yeah, and it's that cut crystal glass, you know, and and so it's so thick that. There's more glass than there is space in the glass for your drink. So, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. All so right. It was probably like six ounces of soda. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, a, that was a tasty drop of soda. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, let's go over to... <laughs> let's go to our Overtime at the Bench patron group questions. All right, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Hopefully, my volume's not all funky tonight. Why the volume be funky? Well, I, you know, I had my laptop issues earlier, and I was <laughs> around down here. Oops. Oh, well, barnyard animals be back, <laughs> and I was <laughs> screwing around down here, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I hope I didn't bump anything, but I think we're good to go. Anyways, all right, let's boogie. Yeah. All um, I hear is your water heater, so let's go. Well, no one else can hear that, so okay, don't yeah, we worry. We talked about that. Go ahead. I love that our reader, uh, that our listeners are now really throwing the questions at us. There's been a lot, a lot of traffic of putting mm-hmm. um, uh, different posts and photos and everything. Oh else yeah, up. Greg, Greg Baker just shared. Uh, Greg Baker today just or yesterday just shared um, the building the plastic building he's doing that he put he's putting stucco on the outside of it. Yeah, yeah, that looks good. I can't wait to see how that turns out. I'm very excited to see that. So what are our questions, buddy? All right, first one from Dan Pugach. Um, 
Brett Wiley. I think he might. I think he might have meant you because I don't. I don't know if I talked about this or you. Both of us okay. probably have covered it though. Um, you talked about this. One of us talked about this during the live group build, but more in depth about cutting tools, different blades for your Zacta knives, different scissors, sprue cutters, tin snips, choppers, handsaws, dremels, etc. Dan, you're in luck because we're going to talk about that on today's show. That's a whole. Ep- we're going to cool. do a whole Price episode tools. about what we like to use some of it might be model reverting specific some of them we just use and we've repurposed other tools yeah um so we're going to do that uh, we're going to swing back to that one though with our topic um the next one lynn mccurdy would florist styrofoam make a good foundation i ooh, i would say no is that that and i got a block right I th- here th- i it's think that, that green it's that green shit that they it's, use it's okay? the stuff that's like flakier yeah, and if you touch it with your finger, it dents, when, and it doesn't come back to I do shape. think, I mean, you know what, though? that It might not be a good foundation, but you might be able to use it for shaping, um, like, a hillside. Terrain. Yeah. Terrain, yeah. And then if you Maybe. cover... If you put, I don't know about a foundation, though. If you, do, if you use it for a hillside and you cover it with, um, like, a sculpt, like, an, uh, not a sculpt mold, but, um, yeah. like, a plaster... I don't know if that would work well. I foundation. I think I I really do think you need, you need to stick with the pink or green or blue uh, insulation foam. Yeah, I agree. And then shape it. I mean, you, you can shape it and carve it real easy. Uh, you can sand it. You can plane it. You can you know, and it doesn't. But you, you don't, don't get the beads all over the place. But the florist. I'm now that I'm thinking about it. Florist styrofoam might not make a bad base. Also for. Um, uh, a hillside or something, or like yeah, anywhere, anywhere where, where you're, st- yeah. or where you're sticking trees in the ground. But I'm gonna, I got a block right now, and and we're gonna test it on the show. Okay, we're gonna test it right now with uh, one of the things that, you know, one of the things that we would carve with um, on a, on the other foam, and that because I never tried to cut this shit. Well, I don't know so how it would paint. So yeah, so I have my uh, my box cutter knife or you know whatever same thing I use to shape other terrain with on the on the uh, extruded foam. So we're gonna try and cut it right now. See how it cuts. And uh, I'll tell you what for terrain, for cutting terrain and shapes, it might be pretty good. Mm. Um, it carves really nice. Now the problem is you you can't put a lot of pressure on it or you'll take the shape away um but you could be able to round this and shape it pretty good i think it might work i don't know if it would work on a foundation on a building right but i think on terrain work it might be a good option the only downside about that is have you priced it yeah it's not cheap yeah you go to the um well and uh, craft store and it's expensive and I don't know uh, how well it would paint. Yeah, and, and that's it because it's so porous. You so. know, um, the only the only thing I like about it is you know. Well, for, if you if you it's could green, carve it, shape it. Well, I was gonna say if it's green, you don't really need to paint it because you could just put down well your it, ground it, your ground cover. Maybe, but is the problem is it's so like we said it's so porous. I'm afraid that the paint and everything is gonna soak right in. Or glue. So let's do that. Let's test it while we're at that. I'm going to take a little paint. I got a bottle right here. We're going to open it up, and I'll just tell you during the podcast how that works um, and how the paint's accepting on it as it dries. So I've got some some craft paint. This is Americana craft paint, 
And I I'm thought, just gonna. I thought you said crap paint. Uh, it's not even taking it. It's not even taking it. All right. Well, it's 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 uh, it absorbs right into it like a sponge, and it disappears. You can't even see it. So what you could do though is, from what I'm seeing, so we don't have to wait for that to dry. Obviously, <laughs> um, what I'm what I'm saying is, um, you could carve and shape this, and then put like you might be able to put some plaster or um, uh, I don't know, plaster, drywall mud or something, drywall mud, that kind of thing. And that should work. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it carves nice. You well, can carve just about any any shape that you would like. Yeah. With this, I'm cutting it now, and uh, you know, it, it's it's so, a little messy. So it might work better good. for scenery than foundation. So. Right. Right. Okay. Um, it's going to cost you a lot of money unless you walk into some kind of special bargain at some place. And I'm sure since the question came from Lynn, he probably has a box load of it somewhere he picked up at some hey, sale never know. Yeah. for a dollar and a quarter. So, <laughs> Which is great because that's the best way to find this stuff. Right. So, All right. Joe all Collins right. is asking. Joe Collins. How do you store all your tools and supplies? Oh, real quick, Lynn, you got that kit last week, so um, hopefully you have it by the time you're listening to this or shortly thereafter, so I want to see what you do with it. So make sure you post yeah. those pictures. Anyways, um, how, do you st- yeah. how do you store all your tools and supplies? This is from Joe. From Joe. Do you, st- do you throw boxes away when you're done assembling models? Uh, for the, the second question's easier. No, I don't throw boxes away when I'm done with the models. Because usually the boxes from the models are nice for storage. Mm-hmm. I'm sure well, you're some of them. Yep. Well, some of them. But I got I got four or five of them sitting around here. Yeah, I keep the nice ones. Yeah. Um, how do you store your tools and supplies? Um, well, we, we just got uh, well, we're some. We're gonna get into that too. We just got some new. Well, we can talk about it now. Yeah. Or why start not? to. It's we just got some new storage. We just got some new storage um, bins and drawers and giant things of drawers for down here um, because we have a lot of small storage, but nothing like all in one place. So that's how we're going to start doing it. It's those big plastic drawers. It's like a, I don't know, like a 30-drawer a unit. Um, so we're gonna, we got two of them. We're going to start throwing everything in. So um, we also have some homemade, or I do because I have a wooden workbench, some homemade storage shelving just because it's I have extra scrap wood and I make some oh, shelving yeah. out of it um, yeah. and I know my dad has some other things but we will also get into that with our tool episode right and he wants to know how we store our tools right yeah I just said that well I, I, I'm oh. just saying yeah. so um, well, shelving also another good way to store and stack uh, shelving is you go to like a, I don't know, even like Walmart or or Lowe's or wherever, they have the plastic shelves that, big that lots. can be fit together. Big lots, yeah. That's, uh, uh, or I bought them at uh, Ollie's. I don't know if there's an mm-hmm. Ollie's everywhere, but I know there's always around here in Pennsylvania and and other areas. But um, you know, they <clears throat> it's a discount store, but they have like the shelving or what I don't know, three foot, four, three foot by, no, they're three foot or four foot long and then they have uh probably four foot long and then they have um uh maybe five or six feet high and they're stackable tiered uh you can buy them they're plastic they have like p 
PVC tubing that, yep. for the legs and stuff. And, fit them. and they fit great. And they, they, I have two of them in here. And uh, I have stuff stacked on there, you know, uh, some of, you know, some kits and things like that. And some boxes mm -hmm. filled with tools and things, cardboard boxes and, you know, that kind of thing. Kits that need to be built, that type of thing. Yep. Uh, so those I have are, a couple those down are here great. too, so they're good. Yeah, so, you know, those shelves are awesome to use and uh, bookcase, old bookcases. <laughs> yep. You know, um, I have we use old, what? We have an old dresser. Down I have an old here dresser the down there. Yeah. Yep. So th there's some repurposed stuff you can always use. Sure. Um, I have a homemade workbench. I have an old kitchen table down here too that I'm doing. Uh, my actually, it's a podcast station. Uh -huh. um, so I have an old kitchen table, and that also has storage on the back side of it for some tools and other stuff like miscellaneous things and parts and all that. So right. we have that yeah. as well. Um, I'm looking around. Uh, yeah, the dresser. The dresser is probably one of the big, the big things down here because it's a huge, wide dresser, and it's got a lot of drawers for us to store a lot of stuff in it. Yeah, so. it's awesome. You just put a piece of tape on the outside, right, right on the masking a label tape with the what's in, in the it. Drawer. Yep. Yeah, and then you know what's in each drawer, and you pull them out, and it's great. And the top of the dresser is a work surface. Mm -hmm. So that's another great thing, although we use it mainly for a staging area and for everything stereo. else. And the stereo. And um, which we pipe all our, our music tunes out of. Yeah. Tunes out of, yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah, those are great things. Uh, you know what else is neat? You go to the hardware store, and you get them there. They're uh, little cabinets that you could. They, they're not really cabinets. They're like little. Well, they are cabinets. They're little cabinets with tiny drawers in them, and uh, they slide out. And you can put like screws and nails and bolts and things like that in them. Um, you pull those out, and they, you can either mount them on the wall or sit them on a shelf or something along that lines. Um, yeah, you know which ones I'm talking yeah, about, right? Yep, yep. And I, I've got a couple of them. I have ones that pull out, and then I have ones that tilt down where mm -hmm. the plastic tray tilts down and uh yeah, those we, are very in invaluable for small detail parts and things that's like that. what i, I just love them. that's what i just ordered a bunch of yeah that's what we just got in the mail mm -hmm. so yes we all that stuff we use a lot of different storage yeah um and also old tackle um the clear plastic tackle containers not the tackle oh, yeah. boxes but the the ones that are like an opaque white clear plastic we use those for small detail dividers, parts yeah. too yeah so yeah, little dividers in you can mix them up however you want mm -hmm. i'm telling you what you go to the craft store um you go to michael's or or home depot or home depot um uh ac more home depot craft store yeah craft stores um hobby lobby but michael's in particular or ac more they will have a craft storage sale every I don't know, every four weeks or three or four weeks or every month or so. And they'll have um, like 50 or 60% off all craft storage, okay? Now, you can't use your coupon for that, mm -hmm. okay? But, you know, it, normally craft storage is expensive. So I can go in there and pick up, you know, craft nice storage craft boxes with multiple containers inside them and everything else. They have some really cool ones. And I'm walking out of there spending ten or twelve bucks, yeah, you know, ten, fifteen, maybe fifteen, on you know, a big one, you know. And also they have those cat. I have a, um, a one I picked up at the craft store it, I, I, on such a similar deal. Um, I got that at actually at Home Goods. I don't know if you have a Home Goods around you where you're living at, wherever you're at. I went to Home Goods. I was in there with my wife, and she was shopping for whatever she was shopping for. And I saw this. I was like, oh, I gotta have that. 
and it was on sale, mm-hmm. uh, similar sale, you know, forty percent off or whatever it was on storage. And it's one of those ones on casters that has the multicolored rainbow colored drawers that pull out. Oh real, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're real wide, and uh, it goes up maybe waist high. You got like it the, has three the rich, seven drawers. Yeah, it's like the Richard Simmons storage. I got tons of you know. Um, Small detail parts. You don't like uh, that joke. Scrapwood, Richard Simmons storage. Yeah, that's that's what that is. The rainbow, the rainbow thing. Yep. Anyways, anyways. Um. So I have my, you know, I have a lot of my uh, strip wood stuck in there in the drawers, and I have uh, the ones you know, the ones you cut off it. Yeah. You don't know where to put. They go in there in a big pile. Cool. In one drawer, and then you have little tiny detail parts in another one. I have my um, I on the top drawer because it's very close and within reach of my arm here of, of, of my workbench because um, I keep it with it. Everything's within arm reach here on this caster thing, and uh, so I just had to turn in my stool and then reach over. And this top drawer has all of my weathering chalks that I put into little tiny containers in the little you know, and that's where I keep them. Mm-hmm. So when I'm doing a live you know, for all you people and you, you get to see the you know me pulling out my chalks and i'm dipping the i i'm just reaching over into this into this uh it's like a caddy um of sorts on casters and it has like seven eight drawers eight yeah, drawers yeah. One, two, straight to the floor and i can pull out whatever i need out of there real quick yep. and not lose a beat while we're working on the show it's great for that, but it, we think about how much more wonderful that would be to be that convenient within reach while you're working and you're not live or on air and you're just working by yourself. Right. You can really get a lot more. So. Right. Sorry, we kind of went crazy there, didn't I don't, we? Yeah, I don't know. Woo! You got all horned up on that rainbow. I love, I love storage. Rainbow, love storage. The rainbow storage thing got you all worked up there. So. Storage. And- hey, that's fine. That's good. So. The next one was why Greg Baker asked why you were mumbling about Boxing Day last week. Uh, that was a, some kind of audio glitch. We started out talking about Boxing Day, and I listened to, back on it, and there's some kind of a some kind of overdub on there that's coming uh, out. Our Boxing Day, we had a little box. We didn't. We don't even know what we didn't know what Boxing Day was. We started all talking about you know. Somebody mentioned Boxing Day, and I looked it up on the thing, and yeah. I was like, ah, oh, we didn't. Know what well, it was. We're not Canadian. Blame it, it on me. To do with Canada. I mean, it has All something right. to do with Christmas. Next. So, next move. Favorite beer to drink when scratch building? Uh, beer. Seriously, that's a question? Beer. Yeah, from Dazzy J. Uh, anything in a glass or a bottle would be good. Just any beer. I don't care. You could put it in a, tro- in a cow trough. Fear, probably drink free it. beer is the best beer. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, I like IPAs. I'm an IPA guy. Yeah, so. I like any kind of beer. I also like Belgians for whatever reason, you know. Not the horse, the beer. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, the Belgian horses are nice too, but I mean, yeah. Um, I don't even know what a Belgian horse is, so okay, whatever. Okay. Joe De Pasquale asks. Big ass. Um, he, Joe is asking. I might have missed this, but maybe some tips and tricks on scratch bill on. Uh, I'm sorry, on static grass. Static grass. Um, uh, the first tip is get a better. If you have a scratch, I mean, why do I keep saying scratch? If you have a static grass applicator, get a good one. Get a good one. 
you know, uh, cause it, what, yeah, I, we had a, we had a cheaper one and they work. Um, but once yeah, you spend, fun. once you spend the extra 30 to $70 on a better one, yeah. you're going to realize like, wow, I'm really glad I spent that extra 30 to $70 on a better one. Um, it stands up so much better. It's amazing. So the first tip for me, get a, get a good one. Um, there's a couple better brands out there. I know Woodland Scenics makes one. Mm-hmm. Knock makes the one. That's the one we have. There's a few others out there that make some good, like good ones. Um, you know what I'm really anxious to do with the new one that we got? What is because um, what are you really one, anxious to do? I'm really, I am. I'm really anxious uh, to um, make new grass tufts. Yeah, uh, I made them before with the old one, and they turned out okay. But now I you know this new one. Now yeah, you know you can now, really get some good I ones. Be, I think they'll be badass. Yeah. New ones. Uh, so and I want to try it. So so when I come down there this weekend, we're gonna make some grass tops with that. I'm gonna test it out. Bring some wax paper, and uh, we'll, I, we'll give we'll give it a whirl. See how it goes. Works for me, man. But yeah, I mean, his question being, uh, who who was that question from? Joe D. Pasquale. Oh, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Joe. Yeah. Get, if you spend the money. You know? Just yeah, you might as well because you're gonna you're gonna see what you do when you get the good one. You're gonna see it and and think like, wow, why did I even? Well, that's what I think is like. I wish we didn't buy the fifty dollar one before. And yeah. We just put that money towards a better one last time. Yeah. So so, so it costs you one hundred fifty dollars. But you know what? You're, this is a layout that's gonna be all, that you're gonna prize and and build. Well, and, and, you and, and, show it and when you when you do it, you're gonna be you're gonna be like, wow, yeah, that was worth. That it was worth it. Here's here's so. the difference. You're still gonna go wow with a fifty dollar one. Yeah, but you, with the hundred fifty dollar one, you're gonna go wow. Oh yeah. Yep. Like that. You know. That was odd. Like that. Yeah. That was that was neat. Yeah. I like that yeah. noise you did there. <laughs> There's a difference, man. There's a difference in wow. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a pop wow. You know. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. So, anyways, uh, other than that, um. I know you and I have some different techniques techniques with the applicator. Um, mine is I like to put down like a tacky glue or a uh, I don't even know what scenic glue is, but I'm sure it's the same thing as what we're already using. They just put scenic on it and charge it three times as much as they should. Um, yeah, water watery glue, man. Yeah. It's just watered so down. We glue. use watered down glue, or I'll just put a layer of white glue down um, as a base. And then sprinkle it on, and hit the static grass applicator, and then just cover it. Yeah. Uh, and then I will come back through later with that spray with the water glue soap yeah. mix and uh, spray on a little more just to make sure it's it's good to go. But well, uh, and, and that's also all I sometimes do. you want to make it thicker, yeah, and Ooh, higher, and the, you the, can add different tones to it. The other yeah. thing that is awesome spray. is you just hit it. Is don't just get one color. Don't yeah, just do lot. one color and cover a huge area with one color because I've never seen ever a field or a yard, even a yard or a small patch of grass. I've never seen it all one color. Even if we got like we got like ten different colors. Unless you're making a golf course on your layout and yeah. you want it to look perfect and in one color, and it's just a field or you're doing like a brushy area, get a couple different colors. Throw that. Throw a bunch of different colors in the little 
bin or the hopper or whatever you want to call that thing in a static grass applicator, throw it, in, it up. throw it into the static grass applicator a couple colors and a couple different lengths all at once and yeah. just mix it up and make different shades and mix up lengths in the same time because you're going to get a huge variation out of it versus just getting one color and covering a huge area with one color. It'll look yeah, and, it, That'll look weird. And, and, and when you're putting it down, instead of spraying an overall area with white watered down glue the glue mix yeah okay don't don't just do that paint it on with a paintbrush that's what i do and get it and get it where you want it and you don't always have to cover every square inch you know leave some areas open with dirt and you Mm -hmm. know you got to have some bare areas yeah you can't always you you look out unless you're unless you're in your layout you want everybody to have their their yard looking like Chem lawn or uh, or whoever came or in. True green came over. And true true green came over. Thing. Yeah, and and made your grass absolutely perfect like a golf course. Man, you're not gonna see that. You're not gonna see that much. Yeah. Well, know? my neighbors so, my neighbors do that too. So. Well, no, I, I know lots. <laughs> of And then my yard there. looks like hell because yeah. I didn't mow it in two weeks, and but, my neighbors know, is I, cut down to like a three millimeters of grass. Uh, Sorry, I'm right. ranting and rave. I'm ranting about. No, but what I'm saying is, you want to you want to make it look natural, and so you want to put. There are going to be some grassy bare areas, or grassy areas, and then some bare areas in between them. Bears, and that's where you bears. Yeah, and I don't need no bears to, in my yard. And then and then bare areas. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I got. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have bears? You get, you get bears out your way. You so, have you have. You have, bear. Bear, you have had a bear in your yard? You have bear areas in your yard? Like sections for just bears? <laughs> no, but I got sections for rabbits and squirrels and stray cats. So, um, <laughs> the, uh, they, uh, my, my dog is, well, never mind. Go um, for it. So, do you ever get bear, bear in your, in, in, on your property? Uh, no. Okay. I've I know never... we, I know we I've seen bear in your area. I've just well, not we've, seen. Well, we've had them up the road, um, but they've never come down to my house. They've been up two houses up from us. But you've had coyote. Yeah, in my yard, killing something. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle. I think it was in one of the earlier episodes or right before we recorded or something because I had the garage door open and I heard it as we yeah. were getting ready to record. And I'm like, oh, hang on. Yeah. And I, yeah, I something that. was killing something out in my yard. So we get coyote pretty frequently in our yard. Right. But uh, that's because my yard meets the back end of my – well, a couple – a house or two up is the state forest. And then the other way from me is all farm fields. So the coyotes come down and get rabbits and stuff out of the brush across the street from my house. And then they can just run right back up into the woods. So we're kind of in this mix of – of two areas, but anyways, back to we grass. One time, we almost got attacked by coyotes. One time, I oh, want yeah. to tell that story sometime. Well, we'll save that one for the overtime. Yeah, yeah. Episode. We got surrounded by coyotes. That's all we'll say. Yeah, we'll 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 we'll, we'll save that for the overtime episode. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's move on from that actually, and let's get into our tool episode. Okay. Um, and I do want to also say that we will probably talk a little bit about safety at the same time. Yeah. Dan, yeah. Uh, Dan liked to also in the overtime episode. I mean, at the in the overtime group, uh, Dan Pugach shared a photo of me wearing a helmet, and then asked that I talk about safety stuff this week. <laughs> so uh, I 
I do not wear that helmet while I, which the, that helmet is the artwork for this week's episode, if you're wondering. But I do not wear that helmet while I model. Um, but it's, my, a, it's a bicycle helmet, colorful bicycle It's an emoji. Helmet. It's a pink and yellow emoji child's bicycle helmet. Um, I don't want to ask you to put that on, but whatever. Well, my daughter was out riding her bike, and uh, oh. uh, the other one was on a scooter, and they 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 left the they left they were playing something i saw the helmet laying there and i picked it oh, up okay. picked it up stuck it on my head and took a picture <laughs> so just okay figured it was good material and dan found it and fired it off onto the overtime group and then everyone proceeded to make fun of me so so we want to hit thanks, safety guys. first so, yeah so safety first uh i don't really <laughs> i'm a terrible example for it uh i do use uh I have a pair of safety glasses that sit on my bench, um, but you should wear safety, some safety equi- like gear if you're going to be having a lot of like sawdust or you're sanding or you don't want to get right. something in your, like your, I don't know. I don't even know. I'm just spitballing here because I have no idea what to talk well, about. I wear glasses normally. Okay. So I have, in some ways that's protected, but there are times I've taken them off and put in my safety put my, and putting and putting my safety <laughs> and put and put and put my safety glass put my safety glasses on you know yeah so i mean there I, are I just, times i've done that i just figure i'll blink fast enough to deflect the the the, the breast that's coming towards my eye <laughs> the breasts the breasts so just debris isn't just debris i think it's just debris it's the breasts the breasts okay. tonight it's the breasts but okay, i figure if i just close one eye too it'll you know <laughs> it'll protect i don't know i just cut with my eyes closed yeah so 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 um i do wear the bifocals but then sometimes i have my, my regular glasses but sometimes i will uh, put the safety glasses on in these instances when i'm using my dremel tool mm-hmm. oh yeah i've used it for that uh, I always put it on because shit always comes off in my Dremel tool. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. Stuff's flying all over the place, you know. Especially if you're working with styrene, I always get styrene pieces that are mm-hmm. flying off my off of, off of any particular rotary anything I do with my rotary mm-hmm. tool or Dremel. Um, and I and I also have the Dremel um, workstation. It's almost like a drill press. You put your oh, it is a drill press, and you put your uh, Dremel tool into the into the uh, workstation. It's, it's, they're not real expensive. The workstation is like 50 bucks. It's a neat tool. Uh, it, and you pull down the crank or the handle um, like you would on a drill press, and it works just like a drill press. And, and it, it's great. Okay, the only problem is, uh, again, you need to have your safety goggles on for that or safety glasses. Mm-hmm. I have both. I have a pair of goggles that fit on. like say, you know, they, they strap around over your head. And then I also have very regular safety glasses. Um, either one's fine. The uh, the goggles are nice if you already wear glasses and you don't want and you need to see. Um, if you just take your glasses off and put safety glasses on, but you have prescription glasses, um, sometimes you know you're you're not going to be able to see as well through the other ones because you're you may have your stigmatism might be stronger than somebody else's and you might not be able to see without your glasses so that's why the goggles are nice i can put them over top but i i i guess they're goggles what you call them goggles right you put them on and you strap around the back of your head and um i use that a lot whenever i'm doing the dremel because i need to be able to see what i'm doing as well 
and uh, and I can't do that without my bifocals. So uh, that's that's one thing. All the other re- the other way I use them is um, if I have this stuff, it's almost like black etchy. It's like etchy material or etching chemical. Um, oh yeah, we talked about that earlier. Like you don't really know what the hell you're working with. I, yeah, I I still have yet to find out what the hell is in that. I'm trying to find it now. Um, but um, I don't know what exactly they put in that particular stuff. And uh, where is it? I don't know where it's at. What was that? But, wasn't there a chemical that melted oh, some? Wasn't there a chemical that yeah, melted? Yeah, that was it. Wasn't there a chemical that melted someone in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, yeah. I think it's that, that stuff. Was. They put that stuff yeah. in it. Metal burnishing by AK Interactive. Anytime I put that on, um, I make sure that I have glasses on and I wear uh, latex gloves or, or or heavier rubber gloves. They're almost they're like those black heavy rubber gloves because um, I do not trust this stuff. Um, and the reason that is is because when I put it in uh, to a uh, plastic cup. That was oh, it's um, it's tune acid. That's what it's called. What is it? The the it's called um, the dip, also known as tune acid, is the greenish ghastly chemical seen oh, in okay. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's what melts <laughs> all the tune characters. So I think that's what they they're putting tune acid inside that burnishing stuff. Yeah, what the hell did I put in that cup? <laughs> and then I I put something in the cup, and I let it go for a little while, and the damn thing started. I told you about this. Yeah. The whole thing started smoking. Uh, what was it? I don't think it was. Was it a piece of uh, like a white metal part? It wasn't. You know what it was? It was lead. Oh wow! Was, Where do you have just a chunk of lead laying around? Well, I didn't. It was real lead. A lead casting from that old kit oh, that yeah, I built yeah, yeah, the yeah. lumber mill. Yeah. And I was gonna burnish it, and I don't know what happened with this stuff in the lead, and the whole thing starts smoking inside this cup that said Luigi's Italian Ice, and um, I grabbed the whole thing with a pair of tweezers and ran out with my rubber gloves and my tweezers, <laughs> running down the hall. The steam's coming out, and uh, I took it out in the yard, sat down, and I hosed it down. It was awful. I thought something. I thought it was start a fire or something, but. Uh, you know I, um, what was gonna, what was happening? I've never seen smoke come out of it like we're that. We're just gonna call it tune acid. I like that. Yeah, it's tune acid. So, tune acid. <laughs> I, you you know what I'm talking about? That clip where they dip the cartoons in and they they kill yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I remember that movie. It's a weird movie, but right. that's a classic though. Anyways, so other safety equipment. What do we, what else do we use? Um. Oh, I do use an apron. And I don't know if that's considered a safety equipment or like protective. It's kind of protective wear. Yeah, it's definitely safety. Um, but I use an apron when I'm um, soldering. I use an apron because yeah. I don't. Every now and then, you ever, oh, I do use safety glasses when I'm soldering. Uh, right. If I'm soldering track, because have you ever been soldering with the solder that has the flux in it? Yeah. And it's like Pop. popping and shit, and you yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, And it's like little. <laughs> Like little things flying <laughs> off of it, and you don't you don't know where that's gonna go. No, the last man, thing I need, you need to put that last on. thing I need is a piece of molten molten solder going right into my retina and burning a hole in the back of my eye. Yeah, no, I know it's pretty graphic, but you know that's what I think about. So I do wear. Yeah, but that's that's the kind of thing you need to think about. Yeah, so I wear I wear um, safety glasses when I solder, and I wear yeah. an apron because I wear an apron for several reasons. But I you're do right. I do wear the apron for that because if you're whale if you're winging that thing around and <laughs> if yeah. you're if you're winging it around, you don't know where who you don't know where it's gonna brush up against. Uh, yeah. 
you know, your shirt and you melt your shirt and it burns you. So if you have that extra layer of uh, a thicker apron in, in between you, oh yeah, it's it's just another layer. Anyways, um, I don't know. That's... Another another safety thing, and it's really something you may not think about. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's very important, and we were going to talk about it on an, in another scale, but I think it's a safety issue, and that is whatever you're sitting on. Oh you yeah. You need to have a good posture when you're working and be comfortable or if you're with standing, your chair, having something you're... underneath your feet. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're oh, standing God. for a while cuz what we have yep. is those carpet squares. Yeah. And they sound it sounds so stupid cuz it's thin, but if you're standing on a carpet square versus just bare concrete, concrete, yeah. It makes a huge difference just that little carpet square. Um, yep. or like you have those rubber I... mats. I have the anti-fatigue mats. There's rubber anti-fatigue mats or workshop mats or whatever, and you can pick them up. I got these at Harbor Freight, and uh, they, they kind of puzzle piece together. And um, I bought two packs that cost me like 15 bucks, and it's it's well worth it. I've had them for a couple years now. I'm standing on it now as we speak, and I can actually feel uh, the cushion under my feet. It, it's, it's definitely good for that. And But that's, that's also good for people's backs if you're standing yeah, for a while. Working. And you don't need to get ones that – you don't need to get a monster pack of them and cover no. your whole work area. They make no. ones that are like a five foot by three foot, like a yeah. like a doormat almost, and you put can just where you stand and most. you could carry yeah. it around. And if you're working there, put it down, yeah. move it around. So right. um, that's important. I think a, I have a stool right now. I have a, one of those cobalt. Um, it's a stool. Oh, that's another thing. It's like, we... a, it's like a bowl. It looks like a bar stool almost. It's made. It's made by Cobalt Tools. Well, uh, I got it loose. Speaking of and, stools, there's another thing well, you need is uh, a step for us too because we have a re. We need to get this, and we don't have it. Uh, yeah, we because do. right now we're working on uh, some improvised things to stand on. We yeah. just won't say what it is, but um, milk cartons. Milk cartons. So. What you really should have is uh, a step, like a some kind of a nice step ladder, which we'll get one of those. Um, you want me to stop tomorrow and pick one up? Uh, well, we can just go to Harbor Freight and get one probably. That's what I'm doing. I'm in Harbor Freight tomorrow. Well, it, it would be nicer because it. it would get us up a little higher too. Okay. So yeah. anyways. I'll pick one up. Something like that. Um, you know, just some things that help you reach a little better. Anything yeah. that Anything like... Just to make your life easier, and not necessarily right. a safety thing, just convenience too. Because um, who wants to like reach and knock over a model? Or because you got to yeah. think about this. Almost, you got to think about the safety. Oh, if you think about our models, your models the way we think about ours, you got to think about the safety of your work too. Right. So right. if you're leaning over and you got your shirt dangling around and you knock a model over, you're gonna be pissed. So you know, well, it's you want to be able to. Yeah. I was gonna say it's yeah. not just for safety; it's also for protecting your work right i so. think a, a comfortable chair is very important oh yeah for work, working for long because how many times are we sitting here at our workbench and you're fine you're going hour after hour after hour sitting there at your workbench and you're trying to get um you know you, you want to be comfortable you because you know you want to you want to have something that makes your your back straight and postured right because you're going to get fatigued and tired and you're not going to want to sit there later. Yep. Okay. You can um, get a you can get those cushion pads that are better for you too. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, um I use like a bar stool type thing that I put We both have our, those. Like I said at Lowe's. And you have a you have bar stools too and uh they I really like them because I can pivot and turn and move where I want to and get up and off and 
it's it's just real easy to adjust myself without you know um i don't get the bad posture in my back out of this and, i also and, get bad posture when i'm working on smaller and smaller things because i get drawn into them closer and closer yeah and closer. yeah and it yeah. i end up leaning over and i know it hurts my i know it hurts my back right and it also hurts your eyes not that's me. another thing we have to think about eye safety i got um, a couple more years for that well <laughs> but um I, I was saying the other week about using optivisor so if you have an optivisor optivisor you know, yeah well uh, there's a lot of modelers out there that no have i'm not bashing it oh no i'm just saying no. it's I'm a sure funny a lot name. of our listeners have them um, use it as much as you possibly can you know i use mine over my bifocals and it works great uh, so just because you have glasses doesn't mean you can't use I also uh, or, or contacts doesn't mean you cannot use an optimizer. Just it will definitely help. And this is definitely a safety thing too because uh, it's you're 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 protecting your eyes and you're helping your eyes. Well, it's not safety. It's it's a ergonomics kind of thing. Right. But um, the other thing I wanted to bring up talking about um, visual help is um, you might not think to look at these areas, but the fly fishing sections at Bass Pro Shops. Mm-hmm. have a lot of cool tools for working with very, very, very small parts. And, oh, yeah. Um, I was reminded of this because I have a few – I have an old fly fishing vice down here, which I never yeah. even thought to use, and I was reminded of it over Easter weekend over at my in-laws where my father-in-law ties flies all the time. Yeah. And he had a little workbench set up on a TV tray, so I had to give him some kudos for that, and we had a big talk about working on TV <laughs> trays. Um but that's that's an amazing art. Uh, doing the flying time. It is, like yeah. and if you think about it, they're working on stuff that's about the same scale or or smaller than what we're yeah, doing. Because yeah. if you're tying some stone nymphs, if anyone out there fly fishes, if you're tying some stone nymphs or some real real small stone bugs or whatever, that stuff is yeah. like mayflies. It's it's smaller or smaller. It's as small or smaller than a HO scale figure. Sure. So he, I mean, they're using just as much of a small tool as we would be. So if go to check out your fishing sections and your, fl- especially fly fishing sections, um, at Bass Pro or whatever to see if there's any cool little tools that you never would have found elsewhere. That's a great idea, man. I'm going to stop by there tomorrow. Just saying. And Harbor Freight. They got right little tweezers and a whole bunch of little grips and holders and stuff that yeah. you can use. So, uh, there's gotta be something there you can utilize. Oh yeah, so, yeah. And magnif- go and they got they got a whole bunch of magnification stuff now. The only thing you need to worry about is sometimes fly fishing is very much like our hobby, where just because it says the word fly fishing X X whatever it is, uh, it could jack the price up. So oh yeah, yeah. It might just be a regular magnifying glass, but because it's a fly tying magnifying glass, yeah. uh, or a yeah. model railroading magnifying glass, they double the price. So sure. some of that stuff you got to watch, but I'm sure there's something in there with a small tool that all of us could use so so anyways so i didn't need to go on a rant tools. about since that we're on, but let's, since we're on tools let's go with that all right here we go yeah i'll lead it off yeah go ahead please my favorite where's it at i wasn't ready oh no my favorite thing recently is that nail hole tool that uh where you were sent dave cruiswick dave cruiswick sent it to us and i can't find it now shoot it's on our website. It, um, but it is a it is a nail holing tool that fits into a, the smaller Zacto knife handle, um, just like a blade would. It slides right in. It came with four different blade handle blade. I'm, I'm sorry, nail holing wheels for different sizes. Yeah. Um, 
It is my favorite. It's a pounce wheel. Sorry. I, was, I don't know why I was calling it. Yeah, it's like a pounce wheel. Yeah. So where is it at? But it's made for an X-Acto knife, which is really, really cool. Yeah, I love it. Um, oh, here it is. RB Productions Rivet R Mini Riveting Tool. I did a post right. on it about a month ago, uh, so I don't want to go into too much about it because you can go over to our site, and, and it's in the. I'll link to it in the show description to check it out more. But it's a Zacto knife blade that holds a pounce wheel. Um, it's awesome. So yeah. it's cheaper than I think the other pounce tools. It was like fifth, maybe 13 or 15 bucks. Um, got four different blades on it or four different wheels on it. It was great. So that's one of my favorite tools recently. I know the nail hole thing is a whole controversial whatever. And by the way, we have two new t-shirts um, for the nail hole controversy. So if you go over to our site, you can check out our Those two new hilarious. shirts. Um, one is pro nail holes one is cons i mean one's <laughs> against nail holes so take your side it's kind of like the election right yeah man so, have fun with that <laughs> man but we're also going to do that we got a couple new shirt ideas um by tomorrow night i should have a new one out for the um wood elitist shirt because you and i are wood elitists and i definitely want that shirt for the next show um yeah yeah we're going to do the wood elitist shirt and uh we might I have a order shirt too well, we got to think of some more funny ones, but uh, by the time you're listening to the show, I should have the Wood Elitist shirt up or shortly after that, but check out that on our website, and you can check out the riveting shirts on our website too, so that's it. Um, but th- yeah, the RB Productions Rivet R Mini is a cool riveting tool, uh, and we are definitely not rivet counters, but we like to add them. Right, right. Um, yeah, that's definitely a cool tool, and on that note, um, I have a tool here. It's called the Hobby Pal by Badger, uh, the airbrush company. Mm-hmm. Um, this was also sent to me by Dave Cruzwick to test out and try. And I did this week. I finally did. It is a. It looks like if it has like a pocket protector type pen, like you stick your pen in. Yeah. Has a little clip on it. It fits in your pocket. I know um, you used to wear one of those too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> wait, you right. still wait. You still wear it? I think I saw you wearing it at the show. No. So and um, but it does have the clip on it, which is cool. Um, it has a button on the side of it, a big giant button on the side of it. On the end of the very tip, it has this maybe a quarter inch wide um, suction cup on the end of this curved metal tip. Uh, it looks like almost like it, the thing fits in your hand like an exacto knife would, except it has a suction cup on the end and a button on the side, and you push the button down. You press it against whatever you're going to pick up, and you put the suction cup against it, press the button down, and release, and or actually hold, and it'll pick the uh, it picks the item right. It picks. What what's cool about this is it's picking up. It's great for picking up um, glass panels mm-hmm. like uh, your yeah. When, you know when you cut it, and then the acetate's laying flat on the bench, the acetate, and you can't pick it, it up, acetate. and you're trying. You don't. You know, you recently you recently just bit your fingernails off and you chewed them down real low, so you can't pick up the you can't get your fingernail underneath the acetate and you're scratching at it and you're scratching yeah, at it and you're pushing around the bench and you can't get the damn thing picked up. Sorry, was awesome. that a, was that an overly detailed description of my problem? Sometimes no, it, it, it was pretty good actually. Yeah, I mean um, everyone's but, done it. Yeah, sure. Chewing their fingernails, that is. Right, I guess. <laughs> and uh, so you have, but it works great on acetate. You can push it down on it, and you just push a button, and it just lifts it up. 
and uh, I, I really, really like the tool. Um, I never used it until this week because I had been not, I hadn't really been doing any, yeah. uh, any acetate type things. You and know what else? This is great for that. I'm it's, going to go on a know, bitch. Um, some modelers will put these, use this to put windows in like Stop. automobile vehicles, the press. Uh, models and things like that. Yeah. I'm going to go on a bitch. Yeah. Acetate. I hate acetate, by the way. Oh, acetate. You ready for it? Yeah. Okay. I cannot stand, and this is no one's fault. No, no manufacturer, I don't think, can help this. I hate, with capital letters, all caps, I hate when my acetate gets tiny little micro scratches all through oh, it. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my God. Nothing drives me more bananas than like a scratch, a, a hairline scratch was on my acetate. Right. It drives me nuts. And I, I try to, okay, so it, as soon as I open a kit, I take that little piece of tissue paper, mm-hmm. I keep it with the acetate, and I slide it into a bag, a Ziploc bag, Yeah. with other acetate, along with the other strips of tissue paper to keep them separated. I try everything I do. I try to make steps to avoid scratches on my window on my acetate and it's like when I pull it out of the pay the bag hasn't touched it in a week when I pull it out of the bag it's like someone it's like someone was down here rubbing sandpaper on the shit it's all over yeah. it I can't deal with it sorry that's my bitch someone needs to make better acetate scratch free acetate I'm telling you this tool now if you I'm, use microscope if, if we went now. back to microscope slides then we wouldn't have to deal with that the nice thing about this tool that I'm telling you sorry I was man. complaining no man, it's good. It's good. I, I agree with you entirely. <laughs> no uh, one, I no, hate, and no one, no one can do anything about it. Uh, no, it just happens. I'm just bitching. It's just the way it is. So you have to be careful how we deal with it because you got fingerprints. Okay? Oh, or so, you get a little, little tiny speck of glue on it, and oh, you think yeah, you think, yeah. oh, it didn't dry yet. I can just rub my finger over it and wipe it off real quick, and it smears the whole damn window. Yeah. Now, the Sorry. other thing about acetate that I don't like is that glue doesn't stick to it for shit. No. Glue, glue is awful. And it was, it's great when it when it's when you're first glue it on. Some testers then, will work if it's plastic on plastic. Sometimes. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I've even had plastic kits where you touch them a, a couple months later and bing, there's like apart. windows flying out of it. And, yeah, yeah. Uh. So I don't use it now. I'm using either wood glue or, or my acetate. I hate to do that, but I mean wood glue... Or uh, the and I have good luck with uh, the. That's a cool name for a shirt. Yeah, beer, wood, and acetate. Beer, wood, and acetate. So, um, but this suction cup thing that Dave sent me um, is really nice for lifting up a piece of acetate without having to get your fingerprints on it and putting it into place and then releasing it. Um, It's awesome that way, and um, it. There's it, there could be some improvements made, I think, <laughs> but it works for what you want it to do because you don't want to finger, you don't want to put your fingers on oh, the acetate. Oh, that lot. almost went really south really fast. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, don't want to get fingerprints on your acetate, okay? But if you do get fingerprints on your acetate, it doesn't mean it's ruined. Did I just say fingers on your ass? No, I, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, you got to be careful not yeah, to finger your yeah, acetate. Yeah. Yes, I understand that. You don't want to get fingerprints on it. And and to get them off, 
It's very simple. I have a bottle up here. You can go to your eyeglass place or wherever and get eye, eye, be, I went to BJ's Wholesale and bought optical lens cleaner. And I wear bifocals, so it's great. But also, I'll spray it here and use a, uh, a soft cloth, and I can wipe the fingerprints right off of the acetate with this stuff. It's great. And then once it's clean, and then you use this tool to lift it without having to touch it with your fingers and put it in place right on the glue. All right. You know what we need to do? We need to move on from the word acetate okay. and get on to another thing because it's only a matter of time till we have a monster right. blunder talking about fingers and whatever <laughs> and okay. smearing and acetate. We so just got to move on. Cool tool? Go on. What do you got? All what right. Got? Next got cool tool. Cool. You ready for it? Go. I wasn't ready. I was hoping you were saying no. I'm just kidding. My next favorite tool is, and it's an essential tool. I don't know if we've covered it much on the show, but I'm about due for a new one, uh, a cutting mat. Oh, cutting mats are and, awesome. And if, if you guys probably all have cutting mats, if you don't, yeah. um, you need to get one. There's, yeah. like, there's no... There's no way around it. You got to get a cutting mat. Mine is shot past its life because it's actually your old hand cutting cutting mat. Because yeah. you were tired of seeing me work on that 12 inch wide by 10 inch deep one. You got me. I don't know how you did that? How you did that? So I, I needed to get a new one because mine is it, it's it's just it's 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 old. It's had a Walmart, good life. Walmart makes that one you have. Is that the gray and the gray and white one? Yeah, the back one's dark gray. Yeah. The front is right. white, light gray. It's made by Fiskers. Yes. Okay, but they they have that at Walmart for sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, I've great. seen them also at um, uh, some of the craft stores, and they are applicable with a coupon. Coupon, yes, yes. So they're not excluded, and that's where I'm going. I probably tomorrow to go get a new one because I've been looking at it, and it is, it's hellacious looking. Yeah. So yeah. I'm embarrassed on my live videos to show you this cutting mat. It can't be cleaned anymore. I've tried everything under the sun. It's yeah. time to go to the dumpster. Eventually, they get stained beyond repair. Oh, well, yeah, it's stained, and it's, uh, yeah, it just yeah. needs to go. Plus, the one I found over at um, Michael's actually has a, a better grid for measuring, and it's, yeah. it's the green ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, It might cost a little more, but with a coupon, it'll probably be even, even out anyways. Yeah. Um, but it has more measurements on it, which is cool for me because I don't have to get a ruler out at the same time. I can just... Use the better better lines on it for measurements. Right. But anyways, that is one of Moving mine. On. Next tools. You got one? I do. I have a we've talked about this one time before. It's made by we can get a Michael Mark. Um it is a um it yeah. is a distressing Hello? tool. It's oh, a distressing yeah, yeah, pen. Yeah. Is that the one with the... It looks like a pen. Is it the one with the fiberglass ends or the metal? The metal. It's the metal okay, ends. Okay. It's, like a, it's like a metal brush. And you can extend it out the top uh, by just turning the back knob. What the hell is that fiberglass one for that you have? I don't have I don't have a fiberglass. What was I thinking of? I don't know. but it's, And it, this is great for, like, if you want to put, like, hmm. scratch marks and stuff on the side of wood, you know... Um, uh, I guess grain lines and things like that in your wood, and you only want to hit certain small sections with it. Mm-hmm. This is great. It works like a pen in your hand, and um, it's great. It's called a uh, you know it's a, it's a I think they call it the um, you know uh, distressing tool. So yeah. it's a distressing the, tool. The other thing it, they're, oh, go, they're go, pretty go cool. No, go ahead. 
I was going to go on to another tool, but you we, do we, it. Do it. I was going to say uh, you have it. I think you have it. Is that um, the miter box, the saw? Yes. That thing, I am jealous that you have one of those because I am often cutting larger strip wood that I wish yeah. I had a little saw for. Now, the chopper works for most things, but sometimes yeah. the wood is a little – sometimes the sometimes your strip wood is, is harder and better than other other times you get it. I don't know yeah. if it's batches of wood or whatever. Or if it's, a, if it's a thicker piece that your chopper can't handle. Yeah, sometimes it's like, uh, is this a maximum right. for my chopper? And, you know right. – <laughs> you, the little right. bu- the little blades bending a little bit, and you're like, yeah. Gosh. And not, not only that, you're you're you can only go as wide as that. Uh, if it's a larger or a longer piece, yes. you can only go so long a wide as that as that uh, razor blade in your chopper. Right, right. Okay. Well, so the saw and miter box, I wish I had at times, and that's a well, MicroMark tool as well. It, your coupon works for that over at uh, AC Moore or whatever else until you. So you're done. You'll pay ten dollars. You get the saw blade and the box, and that's a for like ten bucks when okay. you're done with a fifty percent off your bud. Cool. And that's you need to get your get your ass over there and grab one if you need. You I need do one. need to get one. Um, so that was one of my other tools, and I just I just thought of that one real quick. And while we're on the talking about the chopper, the 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 chopper is is easily probably one of my most used tools now that I have one. Um, yeah, yeah, I knew it would be. It, it and that, that's a MicroMark tool as well. Yeah, you can get that MicroMark, and they used to make it at North. Uh, was it? I can't remember who the hell the company was. Northeastern. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't Northeastern. Um, it was whatever. Anyway, somebody else made the. I have mine right here. Hold but on. the chopper's by, nice. Uh, um, it, it saves a ton of time. Yeah, Northwest Short Line is oh, okay. another company that makes it. That's www.nwsl.com if they're still even in business. Um, they make them as well. And then uh, that's a great tool. The chopper is invaluable. It's a great tool to have. And also, and I use it tonight, it's called a gluing jig. Michael Mark has that as well. It is a gluing jig. And a lot. Of, some people like it. Some people don't. I love it. It's a... Uh, I get nice, perfectly squared corners on my buildings, and um, that 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 makes me want to bring up another thing when you're ready. Yeah, the gluing jig is cool. Check it out. Get on michaelmart.com and uh, check out their gluing jig. Uh, It really works great for squaring up your walls. I know the answer to this, but I have a question because other viewers are probably or other listeners are probably going to be asking the same question. What's the difference between a gluing jig and the ABC blocks? Well, gluing jig is a square. It's a very heavy, heavy. You're not going to bend it by mistake or mess it up. But the, it's a it's a piece of steel, or I don't know if it's aluminum or steel. It's heavy duty freaking metal, and mm-hmm. it it has it's like a it's like a it's like looks like a tray. It has perfect corner edges on the tray, and then you. Uh, you, you sit your model down in the tray. It has little magnetic pieces, and it pushes it up against the edges to get when you're gluing walls together. And uh, these little metal, these little magnets that fit in and hold it tight against the wall. Um, if you have like you know different angles or pieces or edges and things, uh, the the magnets actually conform to holding it uh, to conform to your whatever you're putting in there. Right. You have to try it to but, figure it so, out. 
So it's different than the ABC blocks. That's what that was my ABC main question. Blocks. I do not have ABC blocks. I know a lot of people swear by them. I don't have ABC blocks. I mean, those are great for you know squaring up and you know uh, squaring up things as well. They're good for weights. They're good for all kinds of things like that. I use hockey pucks, and I use. There's this. another tool. I use hockey pucks. They're heavy. And uh, I can stack a, depending on how many I need. I may not need a ton of weight. I can put three, four, five, six, seven, eight hockey pucks on top of one another and get different weights. Uh, you know, I don't have to have a super strong weight on it. If I have to worry about it breaking with too much weight, I can you know ease it up with a, just a less one or two less hockey pucks. Mm-hmm. Um, they're round, so they're, they're they're hockey pucks. Yeah, they're round, but they <laughs> so as a result you. Sometimes have to you have to finagle them around and move them around because they they don't cover the same as a square weight would. But right, um, right. I like them because we got piles of them because we spent our life in hockey and uh, we have lots of pucks. So I mean, it's great. It's here, works for me. Right. So okay, I love them. So cool. Um, but my. We're gonna really like rapid firing some tools here. I also like to use a, and I don't know if you use much one of these very much or not, but the um, pin vise. Pin vise is great. I love using a pin vise, and what I've been using it for mostly, and you'll see this weekend as I post pictures of the wicked Wandas. That's a tease for all you guys. Um, Yeah. The pin vise I love using for. and I used it a bunch on Colombo breads too, is adding the uh, lights and like little copper wires that stick out of buildings for um, railings and things like that. The pin vise is awesome for that stuff because all you need to do is drill a tiny little hole, uh, just just big enough for the, especially if you're adding lights or awnings or something to the building and you're using that wire, um, just big enough for the wire to go in and you dip the end of the wire in glue and put it right in there and it's good to go yeah so pin vice yep for sure it's it's awesome i love my pin vice um i use it for the exact same things that you do um it's it's really great especially if you already built the structure and all of a sudden you said oh i want to add something to it yeah i need to i need to draw a little hole in the side here to add a light over doorway or something like that you know and a gooseneck light you know so so uh, I can just drill the little hole right while it's being while it's already been built. I don't is it's not enough pressure you're putting on where you have to worry about crushing it or breaking something. Right. Uh, you take your time with it, obviously. And uh, pin vices are awesome for that. They're awesome for anything you need to add a hole to or drill into. And uh, you'll get a nice. You know, I, I used it pretty heavily on that lumber mill I built, and. Um, you know, um, drilling holes to running wires and those types of things. It's, it's mm-hmm. all, it's awesome. It's awesome stuff. So the pin vice is great. Definitely. So, yep. What about you? Oh, I was just agreeing with you on the pin vice. Well, I mean, another tool. So, we're doing rapid fire well, here, baby. Well, we're, since we're rapid firing, let's go to our exact tool. Cause one of our questions that yes. we had was from blades. Dan, I believe about blades. And, um, I wanted to talk to you. I, I use, Generally, I use two different blades. I use a number eighteen blade, uh, number number. I'm sorry, number eleven blade, which is the standard hobby knife blade. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm gonna then, throw you a curveball then. And I also use the number eighteen blade, which I have right here, and um, 
the 18 exacto 18 blade is a it's a straight edge it's a straight blade right uh, is it the I, one I, that's wide and flat wide and flat and i use that for when i uh lift boards and uh mostly when i lift boards i, I use a number 18 when i lift boards mm-hmm. lift boards and uh warp warped boards that type of thing yes i so, so I've been using um, – is that the – can I do my blades? Please do. I mean right. there's other blades out there. My favorite blades are the – I don't even know what the stand. what's that standard like in the 11, smaller number 11? 11. Number 11. Yep. So that's obviously it's one of the big ones. But recently I've been using – let me let me actually hold off on that one. I, I use an 18 a lot too. Um, one of the other ones I use quite a bit of is a 19. So it's like the 18 where it's wide but it's it's at an angle. It's at a slight oh. angle. It's not a forty-five degree angle. It might be like a thirty-degree angle. Oh, but it's uh, it's angled, and I cut a lot with that one. I don't think um, I've ever seen that. Yeah, it's a nineteen, Zacto nineteen. Um, but I've been using a new one, and I what? love it. You want to know what it is? Yeah, of course. There's a lot That's more. We're here. There's a lot more blade surface with this one, and I this is I'm addicted to it. It's the twenty-two. It looks like a scalpel. Are you, look, are you looking it up? What's that? I, was, I had my headphones off for a second. Earth to Todd. I'm here now. Anyways, a number 22 is my new one that I've been using a lot of. That's str- a lot different than I think you what probably use. A 22? I'm looking for it, a 22. It looks like a scalpel. I got a whole box full of different blades here. It's It looks like a scalpel. I think it's a scalpel. It's a scalpel? It looks like a scalpel. Oh, screw that, man. I don't know what's going Um, 22. Not a 20. Anyways. 17 is too small for me. Oh, yeah? Um, For the flat edge, I need the 18, which is wider. Yeah. But I'm looking for a 22. I'm trying to see what the scalpel looks like. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, yeah. I love using that one. There's a lot of blade, like, a lot of blade surface on it. Yeah. So it's rounded. Yep. And what number was that? 22. 22. 22. For the 18th time, 22. Well, the 10 also has that. And a uh, 7. No, 7 doesn't have it like that. The uh, 10 has it as well. Yeah. No, I love it. So that's wild. Some of them are. I have one here that looks like a sickle. The hell is that? It doesn't even have a goddamn number on it. Um, this one here is a number. Nothing. It has no number. It looks like a sickle. I don't even know what that is. I have two of them. Hmm. Number 22. Are you still didn't find it? No, I don't have it. I'll have to find I'll have to look for 22. But anyhow, Anyways, so there we go. It looks like a scalpel. So yeah. that that's some of the blades that I use. My favorite handle for the Zacto knives is the red chunky one. I love that one. The red chunky handle. Yeah. Yeah, I looks know like which a, one you mean. It looks like a screwdriver handle. Yeah, <laughs> that's not made by Zacto. Yes, it is. It is. I have it in my hand right now. It says Zacto on the back of it. Oh, I got okay. a th- I got a three pack for Christmas. Um, okay. And it has the chunky handle it's got a large handle i don't know what the technical terms and it's got a small handle in the whole set all three all three of them are zacto i'm looking at it right now 
I'll well, send, that's wild. I'm going to put a picture of it up on our podcast this week. Huh. Now, I have, um, I have the standard X-Acto knives. I have two or three of those, and I have one that I got at Harbor Fret, Freight as a set. Harbor Fret. <laughs> Harbor Fret. Don't fret at Harbor Fret. <laughs> and um, I, I have that one as well. Uh, I've not had... Um, I they I've had not good luck with the handles on those. They tend to eventually start bending and they breaking. Do. Um, Although there's a, there's plastic. another thing. Um, what's the other blade company? Um, there's Zacto and uh, there's a Chinese brand. But anyways, uh, Dave Cruzwick on one of our live videos actually had talked about this. Someone asked you what blade you use if you only buy made in the USA blades. Um, right. Or if you buy the cheaper China China blades, I will buy the China blades, um, yeah. because you get you can get a huge pack of them for cheap, really cheap. And to be honest, my blades don't last long enough and stay sharp enough to care if they're from the United States. I don't. I, the the U.S. ones break and go dull just as fast as the China steel steel right. steel. We're not cutting. We're not cutting through. Uh, uh, we're not cutting through some major stuff here. It's right. it's, it's craft wood, so and, and po- small pieces of plastic. So I always think the China blades are worth the savings, and I go with those. Right. Now, do you have? Um, did you say it was a nineteen you used? Yes. You're really oh, thrown. Right. Well, I just found a nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Okay. Well. <laughs> to each his own. But um. You do you, I do me. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try it. I'll have to try it on something. So, okay, it's good. I just like the angle. I don't know why. Okay. So you're not like pushing straight down. It's it's more of a what's an angle. Gotcha. Any words? So, okay. So what else is on our agenda here? I don't know. We did a lot about about tools. Um, Um, we've talked about uh, a good set of, I think a good set of tools you can buy you can get them at any of the craft stores again here we go with the craft stores right but um go to the jeweler section and you can buy a set of small miniature um jewelers tools or you know like pliers and and wire cutters and things like that and they have they're almost micro small um you can get a set for like 10 12 bucks oh yeah and and um Again, use your coupons, and you can get them cheaper. And uh, buy yourself some nice, smaller, handheld tools there. Uh, they'll be similar to what Brett was talking about with the with the, um, uh, the fly tying tools that you might find at a place like Bass Pro Shops or Gander Mountain or something like that. Um, but it would be uh, definitely uh, it's worth your while to have a set of tools like that. Also. Um, if you go to a place like Harbor Freight, you might be able to find them. Uh, I, I found a set of them at Harbor Freight, and I think it cost me like eight ninety nine or nine ninety nine for a whole set. And it's like seven different handheld tools with nice cushioned handles. Um, they're micro tools, you know. And then also uh, another set will be a set of uh, awls. Yeah, uh, they have the pointed awls, and you can get them at a place like Michael Mark Tools or something I do like use that. Awls quite a bit, and I, I got I think I paid like three ninety nine or something like that, and I got a set of like seven awls, different shapes and different types of um, 
of angles for the points um, and uh, different thicknesses of the points. Um, that that's a, an awesome kind of set to have. It's an awesome set of alls. It's an awesome set of alls. That was corny. Um, also, um, if you can find them, um, dental picks. Oh yeah, and I got a bunch of dental picks, and I picked them up at one of the train shows. There was a couple of people that sell. Uh, anytime you go to somebody's train shows, there's always somebody that sells like small tools like that. That's all they handle is small tools and different parts and things like that. I've uh, tweezers, dental picks, um, and they're they're brand new dental picks. You don't have to worry about them being used on somebody's face, okay, or somebody's teeth, <laughs> okay. Um, I I don't think. Um, yeah, you don't know. Yeah, but they, all kinds of different types of tweezers. I have a set of tweezers here, and I just picked up when Brett and I were at a show. Let me pull them out here. Um, they have a stand, so so they sit on an angle, so they're on a stand, and you you squeeze them. They're they're self closing, uh, self tightening, and um, so it's the opposite of a tweezer. You, you push it down to open it up. And then you let go to clamp it, and um, it, so but it is a tweezer, and it has a frame built onto it, like a square box frame, and it sits at an angle, uh, so you can sit it right on your workbench, holding the piece up in the air. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool tool. I've used it a lot lately since we've you know, I've only had it about a month, and I've used it a lot on a lot of different small parts and things like that. It's a great tool. And a lot of those tools you can pick up at the show, and it, it, they're like they're like two bucks or three bucks, you know. And uh, you can get some really cool ones that'll help you out with your your modeling. Right. So, um, all kinds of all kinds of great things at those kind of places. Yeah. To find, but uh, what about regular tools that you would use for model railroading that would you also use on your daily household type things? Oh well, a good pair uh-huh. of scissors is key. Yes. I always and I have and I keep two sets of scissors or two pairs of scissors here. Right. I have the cobalt like the heavy duty scissors. Yep, I got them too. They're nice. Um, but I have a large pair and a small pair. Right. A, a small pair. They're real thin. Real, real, real. They're easier to cut. Um, like small pieces of acetate yep. with. Um. And your mom. I think your mom got this for you, and she got she probably a got set them both as well. This, us the same set. Yeah, she got the same set. Yeah. So. But so, yeah, scissors are, are a key. Um, any any other home goods stuff? Uh, yep. I'm trying to think. I um, like barber scissors. Barber, I said oh, that yes. before on the show. Yes. I use a barber cutting barber hair cutting scissors. Uh, they're longer and they're very precise. I have some short ones too. Um, different size barber scissors uh, are other, really nice. The other thing I use, and this is a kitchen thing. Is uh, a jar one of those rubber jar openers for your hands? Yep, I have one oh, down yeah. here. Um, I, I, if I, we had a couple upstairs and I took one, you gotta have one. Um, and I use them for my paints or yeah. like some of the AK lids that they get all crusty and they, they, yeah, they, they seal up. Off. And uh, I, I use one of those, it's like a jar opener, rubber yeah, jar right. opener for your hands. I use one of those down here for things That's that get tight. That's an awesome idea. Uh, and I sometimes like even my ball, I have those ball containers. From, you have a grip for your ball? Yeah. It's a ball grip. But, uh, <laughs> geez Louise. Let me write that down. Write <laughs> down what? Anyways. You got to cut that? No, no, no. 
All right. You're kidding me. No. Anyways, uh, so uh, I have a grip <laughs> that I use for those. And sometimes the mason jar containers, the ball mason jar containers, the lids will like wow. almost vacuum seal if there's a, you know, if there's a big temperature change from upstairs to downstairs and you're like yeah. stuck on there. So I just bring one of those down now. Yeah. That's cool. That's a good idea. And um, another invaluable tool are mechanical pencils. Yes. Okay. Go to. I don't even replace the lead on them. I just get a new one. They they don't have to be expensive, you know. Just get the yeah. Just just buy the disposable ones. They have like what seven or eight pieces of lead in them. I don't know the one I've been writing with. The one I've been writing with now. I've written all our podcast notes with, and it still has damn lead. I don't think it. I think it just makes lead. It produces lead. (laughs) Well, I use the big ones, and I I buy them. You know, you get them like a twenty pack for like. 5.99 5.99 or whatever, mm-hmm. and you'll have them for ages. Um, they're nice because they. Here's the thing, I don't have to run around trying to sharpen a pencil. It's always ready. I got a nice point to it. It's ready to rock, Every, right away. Mm-hmm. You know, your racers suck after a while, but who cares? Yeah, You're not mine, really mine just, much anyway. Mine just smudges black stuff all over the paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Who uses them in model railroading? You're not going to use an eraser from a pencil anyway. For your own scratch. Yeah, and for that, if I do, <laughs> I got a big. Yeah, exactly. So for that, I if I do use an eraser, I have a big giant blue one sitting in uh, a dish over here. It has, um, you know the, uh, you know the uh, dish, the magnetic dishes you use. I have one. Parts in. Yep. You get them at Harbor Freight when you. When you use your free coupon, if you buy something, you mm-hmm. get something for free with the coupon. I have like four of those things sitting over here, and um, you know those those little magnet dishes are awesome for dumping stuff in uh, while you're working, especially mm-hmm. if it's a uh, metallic pieces or screws or you know that type of thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, cool. But uh, what other household yeah. things do we use? I don't know. I'm running out of oh uh, household household yeah, things. We're, we're household. I I have because I work at my own workbench and I have my regular household tools on it on a pegboard on the back uh, on the one side for all the tools that my wife would like to use that she she knows she she knows where to find them now without coming in and messing up my tool bot, tool bench um, I keep the screwdrivers up here regular set of screwdrivers is invaluable to have whether it be for your model railroading for whatever purpose or for your house. It's always there. Uh, pliers, uh, wire cutters, regular sized wire cutters and pliers. Uh, I have this thing called Robo Grip made by Craftsman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've used that on a lot of things already on model railroading. Um, let's see. Um, uh, we've talked about these before, but the spring clamps. Oh, yeah, the little um, cheap plastic ones. Yeah, you can stick them anywhere. You just stick them up. Oh, yeah, and you only use them. You only use them five or five to ten times, and then the tenth time you use them, and you go to squeeze it they together, and they break. ping, they fly all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Okay, those work great. And um, you know, I have a hammer close by. I have a small hammer. It's just like a little mini, like a micro hammer, or whatever. I use that for sometimes for certain things. I can't really remember what I've used it for lately. <laughs> But it, you know, you never know when you get pissed off and you just want to smash the shit out of one of your bot. Uh, out micro of one of your smash. You micro smash yeah. with your micro hammer. Yeah, it was like, okay, enough of this. Full smash. You know. So, um, but yeah, those are those are some cute tools to have. 
that are regular common household tools. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely screwdrivers. I mean, you know, uh, both Phillips heads and and regular screwdrivers. More so, your regular screwdriver because uh, your flathead screwdrivers because you you can use them. For all kinds of things. And you can't go wrong with just old cups or old um, containers too. Like, old, oh, I, yeah. I use a bunch of old butter containers. The, like the well, not butter, but it's like margarine, yeah. whatever it is. But I use all those old containers. I wash them out, bring them downstairs. Um, uh, some old jars to store stuff in. Um, right. If you have kids or had kids, old formula containers to yep. put things in, all that kind of stuff. Um, I use a lot of containers. So when we have old food containers that are reusable, like those great brown butter bins that everyone has. Uh, right. I love using those down here for parts. Right. Right. Well, uh, they're, they're great. They're, um, you know, what else is good is, uh, these <clears throat> containers that you put your prescription pills that come in, mm-hmm. uh, they're plastic, you know, the screw top lids, um, whenever you go, when you get older and you're using more prescription stuff, um, you'll go through a ton of these, save all these little bottles, I guess, little ones, tall ones, big ones. Um, and, uh, you save those and, and they're, they're awesome for putting little parts in. I open up a kit, I open a kit and it comes with like, like die cast parts or windows that I painted and mm-hmm. things like that. And I'll dump them in these separate little contain- plastic containers and screw the lid on so I don't lose them and they're not flying all over the place while I'm working on the workbench. Yeah, and then idea. when I'm ready for them, boom, there they are, ready in a bo- bottle, good, good to go. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I, I love those. Um, I've had um, all, also is uh, any, like you said, any kind of cup or plastic thing, coffee mugs that you don't use no more are great for paint brushes or for putting water in and cleaning your paint brushes or, um, you know, any type of pen, you know, you go to the store an office supply store and you'll buy containers to put your pens and stuff in. Mm-hmm. Screw that. Screw that. Just get a cup. You know, you finish up in the kitchen when you're done at the end of the night, look at the crap that's sitting there ready to go to the recycling and go, okay, what the hell can I put my, what can I put paintbrushes in? What can I put this in or put some tools in or will this hold some pliers, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, so it's real handy and reachable in my workbench. Mm-hmm. Another, another thing are, I talked about them before on the show are you can go to, um, Bed Bath and Beyond or any kitchen shop place, and they have these turntable uh, things that you, you know, two tiered, three tiered turntables. Some of them will fit inside the cupboard doors of your house. Yeah, for like spices uh, your, or right, yeah. or yeah, you know that kind of thing. Or you know some, uh, yeah, basically that's what they before. Right, or in right. your in your in your bathroom uh, cabinet, yeah. you know, put put type you know makeup and shit like that on. So. Um, it, you know, those are great. I have one sitting on, I have actually two of them. One, one sitting on uh, the one corner of my workbench. It has, uh, and then another one on the other side of the workbench is, is more of a, a thing made for, it's, just, it's also a round tur- turntable two-tier thing, and it has um, little compartments in it for you, picking them up in a cosmetic shop. And, uh, and I picked it up for like six bucks. And it rotates. Now it was on sale, but it's made for you know women that put their cosmetics and their makeup and stuff like that on. Has all the little containers and holders for it. I turned that into my rack for my AK paints, 
and uh, AK supplies, my glues, that type of thing. Right. That all goes in that one. And the other one's a two-tiered thing, and they're both both tiers are completely flat on top. And I'm talking about the size of a small pizza, mm-hmm. uh, as far as diameter. Um, and then on top of it, I filled it with containers by going to uh, their their also cosmetic department at places like. Um, uh, uh, what was it be? Uh, my, uh, uh, um, Marshalls or or some some places like that, discount places, and they uh, where they sell discount clothing and stuff. Go to their cosmetic department area, or or where they would sell like jewelry boxes and and uh, things like that. They'll have these makeup plastic makeup containers yeah. that that are compartmentalized, and you can get round ones. And I put them up there, and it's just full of my brushes and pens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That sits on the top. And then down below, I put the my most commonly used two-ounce bottles of craft paint. So the ones I use the most, whites, blacks, um, you know, uh, the siennas, burnt raw sienna, burnt umbers, right. that, those right. types of things. The ones I find I use the most, I put like 20 of those down underneath there. And they just stay there. They're my common ones I grab the most. And then I, I, I can also put like little baby food jars full of paint thinner, yeah. mineral spirits, everything within reach. Um, I'll take some photos for you and you can put that on yeah, uh, the do. Facebook page tonight. Yeah, on the yeah, show notes. On our, on our show notes. I yeah. got you. I got you. I got you. So, we all got you. So, yeah, I mean, those are great for organizing. Uh, never feel that you can you can overdo it. Don't over don't get yourself in a trap because I've done it, where you're buying too many organizer things, and now you're taking away the space on top of your workbench because of it. Right. You know you can only fit so much on. Make get one for each side of your bench. Keep them within arms arms reach and fit whatever you possibly can fit on top of each of those two. Right. And that should be it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, otherwise you get in the trap with organizing too much. So Yeah, and then you're not organizing at all. You're right. hampering yourself. Right. So Well, we covered a lot on that one. Yeah. So I think we did tools Yeah. We did tools well tonight. Yeah. yeah. We we uh There's we, a million more that we missed. We got yeah. I'm sure there's plenty more, but we can always yeah. do more later. But um right. we're gonna call that one a wrap. We're gonna do our Overtime at the Bench podcast episode sometime this weekend as well. So look out for that. If you don't have access to that, uh, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash Customs or Customs forward slash support um, to find out how you can get access to that. Uh, but other than that, we are good. good. Hey, we're going to call it a wrap, everyone. So... Yeah, everybody have a great weekend. Have an awesome weekend and uh, make sure you stay on that contest. Yes. So there's a Peace kit. Out. There's a kit at stake, everyone. It's a small kit, kit from railroadkits.com. So, Woo! all right.